This series of Tilly at Home With is sponsored by Wanderlust. I don't know about you, but I've been really enjoying doing yoga at home and I've been using their new Wanderlust TV platform. There's yoga, meditation, breath work and fitness classes on there and all with world-class teachers from the US and the UK. Great news is that they're offering the listeners of this podcast a three-month subscription for just £9. Everything's included in that, so there are no excuses. Just go to tv.wanderlust.com and use the code Tilly at Home and find your true north. Welcome to Tilly at Home with Jodie Kidd. Jodie Kidd is a model, racing car driver, TV personality and the landlady of the Half Moon Pub in Curdford, Sussex. After a hugely successful modelling career, Jodie decided to go back to her country roots, needing time to reconnect after suffering from anxiety and panic attacks. A chance appearance on Top Gear saw her getting the fastest track time, notably beating JK from Jamiroquai on her first ever time racing around a track. This led on to four years of racing with Maserati in Italy. Jodie has starred in many TV shows, but it was her time on MasterChef which inspired her to take over her local pub, The Half Moon, now reopened after months of lockdown and receiving rave reviews. Jodie loves a challenge and an opportunity to learn something new, as she certainly did most recently on ITV's Don't Rock the Boat, pushing herself to mental and physical limits that most of us couldn't imagine. Jodie Kid, yay! Thanks so much. I have you for ages. I so nice to see you. I've been watching you on TV this last week, just going, oh my God, Jodie is like unbelievable. That rowing is just insane yeah. that you're doing on Rock the Road. I know, it's actually bringing back slight kind of PTSD of actually what we went through, because we did it through when we first came out of lockdown. And so it was literally the 1st of August, we suddenly went out, stuck us on boats, none of us had rowed before, and we had a couple of days practice, and then literally back home for a couple of days, say goodbye to everyone because we had to be in COVID bubbles. So Indy, I couldn't see Indy for a whole month, which was kind of like totally heartbreaking, who's my nine-year-old little lad, and of course Joe. So yes, I came back, packed bags, had my COVID test when I was... When I was uh, negative, then then you went into the bubble on the boats, and and my goodness, it was it was hardcore. I d- I don't think that they've actually shown the extent of how hard it actually was, even though everyone says, "Oh my God, that looks impossible," and I'm going, "That's like literally they're just like touching the surface." Um, I know. Do you think they would get a lot of um, complaints over sort of cruelty and <laughs> danger and like someone should surely be arrested for making you guys do that they cut the whole of storm ellen out so So in the beginning or the end then because i haven't seen the last bit yet so yeah no so last night which was thursday night was where james cracknell comes in and you have to win james cracknell but the day before which was on a Wednesday night, we, we, our last big row where you see us all coming off looking rather bedraggled because they spent so much time on the arguments that Victoria was having with, you know, and just all this yeah. internal drama yeah. um, that you didn't actually see the hardcore row. And I, I, on that row, honestly, I thought I was going to die. I mean, it was terrifying we went through like a massive storm we went through the end of Jura which is one of these islands in in Scotland beautiful absolutely beautiful and there's like a a very 
famous area there with whirlpools and where the Atlantic comes in and it meets these whirlpools and, and it's terrifying. The sea was ginormous. We lost oars that got ripped out of our hands. Denise got knocked unconscious because the oar came up, caught a wave, came up and smacked her on the head and she's like unconscious. I mean, it was, it was traumatic and they didn't show any of it. So I can kind of understand that they might not have showed it because they'll get in trouble with yeah. trying yeah. to kill, trying to kill celebrities. No, um, I mean, even the first night, the first row that you did was so long. And I was just yeah. like, oh my God. And it didn't seem like anyone had done, you hadn't done a lot of training, but you've done a few rows before, I yeah. guess. I've, well, I've rode, I've rode on, on a river which was lovely and it's calm. There isn't a wave anywhere that's just, you know, and it's, it's kind of very, it's very different. You know, ocean rowing is, is really brutal. I mean, the boat alone weighs, you know, one and a half tons and you're trying to pull that, you know, and even the whisper of wind um, pushes you backwards, yeah. let alone tides, let alone waves. So you're just constantly battling the kind of elements whereas a river is just like yeah and going downstream too <laughs> yeah exactly it's just something that's gorgeous and it's pleasant and it's fun so I've done that just a few times so no I've never never ocean road never yeah. never anything like and that waves the waves were huge and like the seasickness yeah. and that I mean yeah it looked like sometimes you were actually not going anywhere really because you and you were just but how like you were rowing for like hours on oh, hours. yeah 30 I think it was about 30 hours that first row which is a real baptism of fire and basically what happened was they didn't realize that the weather was going to be that bad and that we had this massive headwind so mm -hmm. we actually did start going backwards mm -hmm. and then when you're kind of like got three weeks of all these you know not that we were busy at that time but you know have families and things like that busy people running just life you know it, it, we we couldn't go beyond the three weeks mm -hmm. um I think Denise had to come off and immediately go up to the um to some athletics um yeah. event and so there was people that had other bits going on so yeah they had to have this strict filming days we had to come in at this time we had to leave at this time yeah. and suddenly the great British weather would chuck it at you and so yeah that's why they would have to come in and intervene and maybe tow us for a, for a bit because otherwise I'd probably still be there now I mean it was, <laughs> I'd still be going backwards <laughs> but yeah so it all ends tonight and yeah it just the most extraordinary kind of thing coming out of lockdown to be able to do yeah I mean, you know and then at least someone's filmed it all so you can go when you go oh yeah no I rode from from Cornwall to Scotland, most people go, oh, shut up. Actually, I've got a highlight reel to show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that I ever would, but it's kind of like Indy loves it and we've allowed oh. him to stay up to watch it. So so I said, right, if it's obviously way past his bedtime, but I was like, as it's special, you can watch it live and it's only one week. And I said, but you can't go to school and be tired or go to sleep on the desk. And he said, I promise you, I promise you, mommy. And then the first thing was last night, me going, oh, F-U-C-K and things like that. And he's going, yeah. mom, and I'm going, oh, maybe I shouldn't have let him stay up and watch it. But no, um, I, 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 Lola watched it with me last night and I was super proud of you. I was like, look at her, she's just smashing it. And in the beginning they were like, 
oh, I'm really glad to have Jodie on my team. She's very warm and she's a very kind person. And, you know, you, you've got this very sort of gentle thing. But really, it's like you're, you, you're like killing it and smashing yeah. it and pushing yourself but in a lovely way you have a really lovely manner on it you don't you know you I don't know how you do it it's, it's just yeah. quietly get on with it and you know and I think that's that and and you know for me it was the winning and rowing and and just giving everything I possibly can I was so exhausted 90% of the time that I just couldn't talk I was just coming off I killed myself on those rows yeah that yeah. um I don't know if that's kind of coming across, but I just gave everything. It's been really weird to watch, I have to say. I'm just like going, oh, God. Oh, no. Anyway, I'm glad everyone's liking it. Yeah, it's great. No, I, I'm loving it. And, and so and so when you, so you've had this amazing journey from like closing the Chanel show. Yeah. Walking to, to, to doing all these incredible things. Now you did the MasterChef. You've yeah. done uh, Kilimanjaro. So how did you get from kind of there to here? Which is God, how long is this podcast? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I did. I was really lucky. I had an amazing, amazing career in the modeling industry for about 10 years, nonstop from when I was about 15 to 24. And, you know, did, did walks for the best designers, you know, the, the best photographers shot me, did covers of Vogue and, you know, such an amazing experience. But then I started getting anxiety and started getting like insomnia and I just wasn't happy in my skin and just, just was not, not in a good place. And so I, I got to this point where going down and I was getting a lot of stick from the newspaper saying I was too skinny and, you know, there was pressure with paparazzis kind of, you know, chasing me down motorways and hanging over bushes and things like that. And and so I started to feel kind of quite threatened that then fueled the anxiety. And and so I got to this point where I just said, I don't want this world anymore. I can't do it. It's too public. It's too, I just, you know, and I, I wasn't having a nice experience. So so I just retreated. I stopped, stopped modeling and moved back out to, to Wiltshire started growing vegetables, started being in the garden, kind of getting back to horses again, because I was brought up on a, on a kind of horse farm. Yeah. And so, and all my family rode horses. So, so getting back to what I thought was safe to try and help me cure my anxiety at the time. And, and it did, and it was amazing. And I started them because my brother was a polo player and my only access to to get to horses because I didn't obviously have any from from modeling for so many years was to ride his polo pony so I went and started riding his polo ponies and picked up a polo stick and went oh my god this is so much fun yeah. and then kind of went on this mad polo journey for a couple of years and ended up representing England in the women's world championships and got you know when I do something I've yeah. fully immersed myself and and yeah so I just loved it and and then during this time I a really good friend of mine was doing something called the gumball rally yeah and she said why don't you come and come and sit in the back of the car and just come and, and it was across America and I said oh it'd be brilliant but I was like you know okay I'm not going to drive I wasn't really into cars that much I was in New York at the time I can't remember what I was doing there because I think I was working. And uh, and so then the gumball started all these amazing cars and I jumped into the back of one of these cars, drove across America, just had the best time of my life. It was just brilliant. One way to see 
the states is to drive it and and then of course to be part of the kind of the gumball wonderful madness and then flew straight back to the UK to give an award at the GQ man of whatever it is awards and sat on a table with Jeremy Clarkson I was like oh my god you're the car man and I loved cars and I just did this crazy wacky race and da 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 he was like well if you love cars that much come on my show and so I then ended up a couple of months later going on Top Gear and I went round the track. I'd never been round a racetrack in my life. Only you got, you got top spot. Yeah, and got to, got to the top spot. Beat <laughs> beat Jamiroquai, and it was quite a kind of iconic thing for a girl to do it. Um, let alone a kind of model. And and so yeah. So then I was like, I love cars now. And then this started on another mad passion of mine, where I ended up going to Italy and training with Maserati and and raced in a in a series called the Maserati Trofeo for for about 4 years yeah just had the most just became a racing car driver and yeah i just don't know i think i just want to live life if an opportunity arises even though i might have never done it before or know if i might like it or not like it i just jump on every chance and go why not? You know, we've only got one life and we don't know when it's going to end. And we've just got to have fun and and try things and, you know, scare yourself and push yourself. And 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 you'll you'll find out how how far the body can go and how brilliant our bodies and the mind is. And, and I just find that extraordinary. But I always end up kind of doing things that absolutely just push me to beyond limits like the rowing or you know racing cars was absolutely terrifying even though I had to look like I was like yeah no problem I'm like going oh <laughs> I was laughing when you said um adrenaline is my friend adrenaline yeah. is my friend and I was thinking that is that is it isn't it like because obviously like you had the anxiety where you'd have and adrenaline was not your friend there friend. so now you've gone like right fuck you adrenaline I'm gonna exactly. get you when I want it and yeah that, that really got rid of the other anxiety then it totally did in a really weird way and every time I you know and Jem who who you know really well my sister she was such an amazing um kind of guide in the whole world of anxiety because she was a, a big sufferer as well so she's dealt with it because it's so difficult there's no there's no right take this pill or do that and everyone's going to be cured everyone's you know um symptoms are different everyone's reasons are different everyone's you know it's just this gland that puts you in the fight or flight and Jem just cannot understand how I just like to fright myself the whole time but I kind of do it so I deplete that gland so there's zero left of adrenaline to release so therefore I'm not going to get an anxiety attack she's like I don't get it you're so weird but yes yeah, so I do it through I through doing other things that 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 make make adrenaline go through my body by racing cars or pushing myself up mountains or scaring myself yeah, it's a brilliant philosophy. It's a brilliant philosophy, but it's definitely working. Well, you're definitely having fun doing it, or or and sometimes yeah. not. But I I love as well. You said um, I heard you say on the on the show. You said this is a competition. We have to win. Like there was no like it was like very matter of fact. And I was thinking when I met you, uh, my first memory of you as a teenager, you were always on a horse. 
Yeah. Because you were doing the show jumping with your dad and he yeah. was an amazing show jumper, wasn't he? Yeah. And do you think like that, that competitive spirit, did that come from your dad? Definitely a family thing. Definitely, definitely from my grandmother, um, you know, dad. We, we, you know, Jack, Gemma and I were all brought up when we lived with our grandmother before, before we went up to Gloucestershire where we all got to know each other. And that was a working farm. And dad was, you know, was on the British team for show jumping. My auntie, his sister was, you know, on the British team for dressage. And, and when you're, when you're competing with horses, it is a really competitive industry and you have to be, have to be the best to make any money. And so that was the kind of the mindset that we were all brought up in, you know, Jem made it onto the junior British team for dressage. My sister, my brother was on the British team for polo. So we were all real hungry, competitive children kind of growing up and and that's definitely stuck through us whether that whether it's hereditary or whether it's just a just drilled into us as kids go to win you've got to win yeah that's very much gem's now gone whoa yeah that and i've still i'm still like gotta win gotta win (laughs) i think jack god knows what's happened with jack but he's somewhere with yeah, I don't know whether his, he's doing his thing, isn't he? He's doing his thing. He always um, he comes back with a vengeance whenever he comes back, though. Whatever he's doing, doesn't he? He's so whirlwind. Funny. Yeah, tornado. Yeah, F5. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm very much got a, a, a thing where if I'm in a if I'm in a race, I'm gonna give absolutely yeah. everything to it, and I'm gonna throw my heart in and my soul, and I'm just gonna you know just keep driving forward until until we've won and that's what I did on the show and sometimes I feel that you know people feel that I took it too seriously or or you know but at the end of the day I couldn't I couldn't help it I just yeah I just you know well, you might as well try and win right I mean of course yeah. you're gonna have fun doing it and if you don't win you know I mean I guess that's the thing about this sort of athletic mindset competing and mindset is that at one point you have to not regret the things that you didn't do you can't you can't get stuck on that so you have to keep moving on so you have to if you had lost you would have been like oh well it was great I had a brilliant time but until the moment you yeah. didn't win you would have been trying to win right <laughs> yeah exactly and that was why it was really interesting to, to to be with Denise and to be with Victoria and even Kimberly Kimberly my goodness she was so competitive she um, is Yes, isn't yeah, she? she? I was like, really I she's a pretty cat doll. Look at her. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, oh no, we'll beat her. And she's like, Fah, fah. yeah. Um, yeah. But actually, to get and to be around, and I was so I paired up with Victoria because she could she could deal with my kind of my length of arms and the rate that I rode at, and I could do the same with her. So that's why we paired up. Yeah. But actually, then spending that amount of time with an Olympian, I mean, they are very they're wired differently I mean I thought I was competitive but this is like a whole you know it is so difficult to get to the top of you know of athletics Denise or or cycling with Victoria and James you know rowing and to win gold medals you know they are literally superhuman androids like what Denise said last night but she is one herself so it was really interesting for someone that kind of bobbles along but bobbles along does a bit of competitive sport but nothing on that level to spend that amount of time with Olympians I mean they really are unbelievable people and they're just so driven and I just like so much respect yeah. for 
or anyone that takes sport to that level and yeah. it's so brilliant well they're all gold medalists yeah. um, in the olympics you know they really are extraordinary humans well and i suppose that was your kind of childhood vision for yourself wasn't it so you've kind of yeah kind of got there in a different way with you're with the olympians but you're not on a horse you're in a yeah. boat like my mates now <laughs> Are they? oh that's so nice yeah. i know so what like what did you how did you get through those really difficult bits where the bits like because i've done rowing machines and stuff after about 10 minutes i'm like oh i'm really tired yeah like what do you have to think about are you thinking about indie are you thinking I've just got to get through it. Like if you've got real physical pains, how do you, what, what do you get, it, how do you get through that? I, I mean, it was, it was the most painful experience as in muscular and my butt, oh my God, my butt hurt so badly. Hands and, and I suppose what it is, it's not like doing a hundred meter race where you red line and you're just, <gasps> tonight I redline but normally you get to a pace and it's just repetitive 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 so that's where I mean the body is just extraordinary but it hurt I mean I was munching a lot of ibuprofen and uh, paracetamol because it was just really it was very 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 painful and you could see you know we're all moving in different ways and I kind of you get stuck and then you're moving to that side with that butt cheek and you're always trying to find something to stop your body you know kind of cramping up but that's why you can only really do two hours on so the whole thing was two hours rowing, two hours rest. Every time you got on that boat, that routine was happening. So there was only ever four, well, there was five on the boat. You had you had a navigator, because otherwise, I don't know, we'd be in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you had a nav, but she just literally seared and just, and then closed the door and we didn't really see them. But then, you know, this repetitive thing of, of the two hours, because after any more than two hours, your body would, it would be really, really hurting. Yeah. And, and it recovers that quickly though. It does recover within... It, yeah, I I mean, God, it got to the point where every time I got into the cabin I, and I tried to rest, I just was in so much pain. I, you know, I just couldn't, there was nothing that I could get comfortable. So I never, the moment I got on the boat for, and I did all the big, long, long overnighters, I never slept. I never, never got in 10 minutes, just just so so sore. And yeah, that that's that's also was a big kind of really interesting thing for me about how how brilliant our bodies are and how the brain works and actually how you can go beyond where everything is shouting stop 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 you've got to stop you know um and if you get beyond that you get to this weird kind of plateau i think i think the only people that i've talked to about it is kind of marathon runners or yeah. but someone that does a long long run when you've gone through all that and then did it and then you get to this weird where you're you're not you're not your body's not even attached to your head you're just going and so long distance runners get it and that's where I would get to I just didn't know what my body was but it was just doing it and 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 it created a rather kind of mad euphoric state okay um, okay that sounds good yeah yeah, it sounds good. It sounds good. It's not nice getting there, but when you get there, it's nice. 
<laughs> I mean, there's got to be something in the end, isn't there? So the yeah. natural high is like the endorphins are just through the roof. And you're yeah, like, exactly. Wow. And, and it's quite weird. I, I, yeah, I really quite enjoyed it, finally. But you had to go through a whole lot of pain to get to there. We are just interrupting this episode to bring you a short message from a wonderful charity that we're supporting. I am really happy to say that this podcast is working with the Cross River Gorilla Project to raise awareness of the critically endangered Cross River Gorilla and support the local rainforest communities. With only about 300 of these great apes remaining in the world, this comes at a crucial time. The Cross River Gorilla Project would love you to sign up to their website, which is free, and help share their story. You can also follow them on Instagram at Cross River Gorilla and see how you can make a difference. And with your lovely boyfriend and his amazing stuff that he's been doing now, you've got, you're doing the Halen Project, I saw. I yes, hey, yes. He's just been incredible. So, and he like works out. He's ex-military. You know um, what? That's what I was thinking. You both have that common thing of the physically pushing yourself. But yeah. yeah. You've kind of yeah. discovered that he's been slightly doing it for different reasons. It's not just the natural high. Yeah, exactly. That he's been, uh, and it wasn't until we watched the Freddie Flintoff documentary about Freddie suffering from bulimia, and there was a lot of correlations that you don't to ha- to be bulimic, you don't have to necessarily be bringing the food back up or purging. You know, there's a whole. It's a very complicated disease. I think you would call it disease, and that there was a lot of things that Joe could relate to, and there was a lot of things that I went oh my God, this is what you do. And, you know, and so there was this big realization that, you know, that it wasn't just that he's a fitness fanatic, but actually that there's a, there's a, there is an eating disorder in there and that he's been incredibly really brave about it and started talking about it and started doing, went to therapy, started seeing someone and how amazing that has been and how he has been after seeing someone and so he's now kind of looking into that space to help other it was originally going to be helping other men but I was like look stop it we we, we need need help too so he's now he's now working with with an amazing psychologist called Dr Julie Smith and they're kind of setting up something to be able to to help and support people and make them better and you know but I think the whole premise is is that you don't have to be broken to to go and seek therapy that you know you you, it's it's about all bettering yourself as well so you know even you or I or whatever we don't have to have an eating disorder to go and see someone you know it's about yeah yeah it's it's amazing like how we we all kind of want to be better and do better and it's kind of trying to work out sometimes what's driving you you know is it an old insecurity you think actually am I going to the gym because I don't feel good about myself and then as much as I go to the gym I've got to I've got to actually deal with that thing behind there so we're just much better these days at kind of looking a bit deeper aren't we what Joe Joe does is that you know every time he eats something he was thinking about I now have to go and do a, 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 you know, a 10 mile run or something like that. And he hates the feeling of being full. He likes that kind of empty feeling and, and, you know, and that's, that's who he is. And I don't get that because I love feeling full and lying on the sofa and watching a movie with a large glass of wine. Nothing makes me happier, (laughs) but for him, 
you know, he really doesn't like that. And, and you know, and not that it's a major issue, but actually just having someone that you can sit and talk that's non-judgmental, that can just, you know, just talk you through. I mean, it, the, the difference that he's been since he... Um, that he kind of went, do you know what? I do think that this is this is something more than me just being a, a fitness fanatic. There's actually a lot more to it. And now we've talked about it a lot. And actually, we're going to go on to Loose Women on Monday. And, and we're going to talk really, well, he's going to talk really openly. Uh, and I'm just going to be be supporting him and he's been so brave but just about how you know his dad died when he was really young from from something called Pick's disease which is a really brutal form of Alzheimer's and and it happened very quickly for him then to join the military to then join special forces and this whole kind of journey that he's done of actually these points that you know have triggered these little insecurities and these things that you know he's he's literally saying look I'm I'm good. I'm strong. I look good. You know, I'm, I'm, but I have, I have these, I have these things that I need to, you know, to face and everyone has them. And if you talk to someone, you can, you'll, it'll make you feel so much better. Yeah. It's, it's, and I love that your, it's kind of your ethos and it's definitely what I'm always striving for is getting the right balance of, of, you know, being able to have some fun, but being fit and healthy enough to feel energetic yeah. and good food because you're we're like Ferraris ourselves. You've got to put yeah. good petrol in. And and I guess with him, it, with with stuff like that, when it tips over to being slightly disordered, it's not it's yeah. not good for your performance, is it? Because it's kind of holding you back. So we all yeah. just kind of want to balance is the the most perfect thing then, and just creating a balance. None of us will ever ever be perfect, but you know, eating a balanced diet, eating a having a balance kind of relationship having you know just keep it so you can still have fun you still can drink wine you can still have pizzas but you know make sure you're do, you know kind of doing a bit of exercise even if it's a walk or something like that just you know getting that nice equilibrium for the body is incredible but also massively for the mind yeah I actually think it's it is it, I mean for me it's, it does mentally help me massively I mean it yeah. just I, there's something about getting through the end of a class, which I get the most, most massive high, either because I know I'm escaping or as a mixture of like this escape feeling of the torture and then also the endorphins. And it just makes you so, and then you can deal with stress. Whatever happens, you're like, actually, I'm so much better. It's actually, it's incredible. Like clarity. Was that, so when you got very into the fitness and the health from, because modeling is not fit, fitness and health orientated, is it? Is no. that you then decided to write that lovely book, Balance Your Life? Yeah, I, I did. I mean, I was, um, she's, uh, um, Emily's a PT who, teacher who, who I worked on the book with. And it's basically me going through her process of yeah. like doing a control alt delete on your body. So, you know, we love to, you know, or life is, was going out, meeting friends, drinking, you know, not, might not be eating the best food and things like that. And we just get in this little hamster wheel and we go round and round and round. And how good it is for you to do that reboot of your body which is yeah. so I did like a, it's a six-week plan that might sound terrifying to to some people but it's, a lot of people love it and it, it means and I do it like once or twice a year 
and it's just really doing you know following an exercise uh, an exercise program following food uh, a nutritional program cutting out sugars cutting out screens before bed you know just doing all of these things that really get your body into just a lovely state and you just feel so empowered and you feel so strong and you feel like you're sleeping well you're you you clarity of thought and everything like that and I do it and then I you know can slowly then start going back to the pub and not that I don't go to the pub and this is because I own a pub yeah but you know you know still you know have a glass of wine or whatever and so and then you get back into your usual way of life and blah 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 whatever that might be but it's so good for and some people like will stay on it because it makes yeah. them feel so good. I, I thought as well in the book, what's really great is the way, because she's obviously the PT and the trainer, you can you could just do them all at home just with a couple yeah. of weights. And she really, you have a photograph of each exercise. And I know yeah. all those workouts, I think, oh, if I could probably, I could probably be doing that. Maybe I could. No, but it, they're, it's they're really well done. Yeah, yeah. And, they're, and they're super quick. And, you know, you just have to do it in the morning, just but a little, it's not like doing a hardcore diet or something you know it's it's just it's a it's a very easy thing to do because I find diets you know or things like that or really hardcore programs so daunting and just like I'm hating them because you just feel like you know you're just you're yeah. just giving everything and it's just miserable and you're not fun and you're not doing anything yeah there's and, a lot of grief involved I did a juice one but, and I actually felt very sad and I was like because I just felt very I know I just given up on a lot of stuff I felt very yeah. Yeah, weaving through this. I mean, <laughs> I need therapy too. Probably that's me. Did you did you do, did you complete it? Yeah, I did it for seven days. I felt great wow. by the end of it, but I, it was very um. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, I mean, it was good to do it, but it wasn't very joyous. I don't think you could do it for. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not a six week. No. It was like a kind of yeah. short. A little, which you know, and Joe and Joe started doing water fasting and things, and I was like. Mm. It's a bloody nightmare through the whole process, but <laughs> but you know, well, actually, I think yeah, with the water with the water fasting, you, your body goes into a bit of a crisis, doesn't it? It's not necessary. It's a bit too I mean, extreme, isn't it? Being being a family member with someone going through a juice diet or something like that, or a water diet, is is not the nicest experience. Yeah. But yeah, so he stopped he stopped those now. Thank goodness. I was like, why do you need to do this? You don't need that's to just water for days upon days. I was like, oh, that's so that. nice, isn't it? And with your pub, I know that it's been locked it locked down now or shut down. We didn't open it up in July because I just didn't want to get all the team off furlough, and then. Have, you know have another lockdown and I just had a sneaky feeling when we got into autumn like now that this was going to happen yeah. so so and actually because we're very foodie because we've got two rosettes so you know we really pride ourselves on our on our food and the quality of food and to, to you know I can't deliver that food unless I've got like a minimum of three chefs mm. and and going from 50 covers down to 25 with the two meter rule was just impossible to keep that amount of staff on to create the food for only 25 covers and so it was just it was financially just not not a good idea until until we knew a little bit more about where covid was going and what what support we could get for the the industry and so yeah so we then decided right we're going to we're going to get it open again 
and we're going to do it for Christmas because Christmas is one of the, the strongest periods and, and the most busiest. And we can finally, you know, this year get a bit of revenue in. So second or third of December, we'll we'll open and we'll have a little a Christmas cheer. We will have to come down. I know, I'd love to come down. I'd love to come down. So when you're working all the time, how do you have time to work out yourself? Do you have like a little routine you do? Through lockdown, I did nothing but normally it would be trying to get to the gym maybe three times a week um I'm not a Joe so I don't he has to run every day or he has to do something every day otherwise he just he just doesn't like himself so that's fine but I'm 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 not that person then obviously went into lockdown where we just did absolutely nothing but drink rosé and 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 do barbecues and just watch the news <laughs> i've still got my lockdown belly from the last lockdown it's a bit annoying I'm like yeah i know so, so I, but then i did the then i did the rose so i then came out of it uh we got sent a, a a row machine for a couple of weeks before the show so started really training on that then did the show um, and then basically the show was so kind of traumatizing that I've come back and I've gone, I don't, I've been to the gym twice, yeah. three times in the last to recover. Five, five weeks. Yeah. I've totally just gone, Phew. but yeah. not, not that it's not, you know, we're running around, we're doing fencing. We've got this and outside and painting that and getting everything ready for, for winter and planting new broad beams today and you know so it's not like I'm just sitting not doing anything it's it's always very very busy you know you're always running around I feel um, like you're such a great poster girl now for like fitness and well-being and drive and I yeah. think that's like so brilliant you know uh, and is there anything that more particular that you want to do I know you'll do lots more but is there anything oh, that you Oh my God. I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I'd love to get back into my cars again. And I went up, did something with BMW a couple of weeks ago and I did my first, it wasn't a proper race, but I was, I was, you know, I was let loose with a trainer around Donington and it just made me so happy. I just love racing cars. It's just so brilliant. And I, I stopped racing cars because I had a massive crash at Silverstone and and it just I just the the race after that I just was breaking before I should be breaking and subconsciously my body went into like safe mode or my head and then I wasn't accelerating when I should have and so I just went you know I think I've 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 done that I've done it for four years I've raced and I wasn't going to be I was I was getting slower and that was then I had India and then I was like look I don't want you know it's about my little lad now it's not about me but it was the first time I got behind the wheel again and raced properly on a track and I was like oh yeah did you think actually I'm quite good at this it wasn't bad but I mean I just just loved it I loved it yeah so I don't know I'd like to maybe maybe come out and do some more racing again I don't know well I think I'm sure you will I mean god I think yeah and um have you done any marathons or anything like that no I'm not a runner I think because I'm 6'2 and I'm I'm quite I'm big as in you know strong and I think that just the pressure on on my knees my both my knees are shot I've had surgery on both of them and my hips yeah I just not not I don't think I'm built for running in the comparison so you know if I do anything I'm elliptical or or swimming or 
yeah. rowing wasn't too bad. I mean, it was brutal, but it's not bad on the on the compaction. So no, n- not a runner. But Joe's Joe's a, a big runner. Yeah, oh, that's good. It's quite nice doing different things as well, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> go on, get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go and have your run. Yeah, especially in the left hand. You're like, do you want to go for a long run? Oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> so to chill out when you're. Do you, do you go in the garden? What do you, how yeah. do you kind of unwind? Oh, I love chilling out. I'm really chilled out after the show. Yeah, I think it's just, just being at home, baths, watching a good series. You know, we're lucky. We've got a lovely big fireplace and, and it's very cosy where we live. And, you know, we're just kind of hunkering down for the winter and obviously we're locked down. And yeah, just, just food. I'm cooking a lot. I've got a lovely agar and and I just love experimenting with food. So it's it's a typical kind of little cottage kitchen and everything is around the kitchen. Our whole life, you know, is around food and preparing and, you know, and chatting and, you know, so, so love, love being in the kitchen, love creating dishes and just, just kind of big fires, glass yeah. of red wine. Oh, your, your family must be so proud of you with everything you've done. <laughs> I don't think I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, maybe slightly. Oh no, they must be. I mean, it's so brilliant, and you keep doing more and more as well. So it's like a yeah, yeah. never ending, never, never ending. ending. Like I know it's like hamster on the madness wheel. What's she doing next? Oh God! <laughs> to explain what who what you do, like uh, so she's this and she's this and she's this and she's you're you're not in the, you're you're not in a you're in your own segment I'm, I'm like a what do I say I'm a jack of all trades but master of none of them <laughs> I can do them all but I'm not a master of any I've just got to stick to one no I think, I think that, I, do you know I think that sort of that mindset you have to be able to push yourself like that I think that's what makes you able that's what makes you so good at all of those things that you do it's that sort of comparative mind and yeah my mind success mindset yeah well that you can also then chuck away when you don't want it and you just want to chill out and watch TV. Like that's brilliant, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, I can definitely put that mind to bed. That <laughs> can definitely go over there. Yeah, I'm quite happy to put that one over there. Oh no, you've totally nailed it. Oh well, congratulations. Oh stop. Well, I just, so nice I just to see keep you. plodding on. Yeah, well, but no, it's not plodding though, is it? <laughs> Sploshing. You keep zooming on. on. Yeah. Oh, I have to get in a car with you one day. Do you get you ever take passengers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Oh well I'll I'll do when I um I'll do a track day and then I'll get you get you in in the passenger. Yeah. Get yeah, that would be great. I'd love that. Oh my god. So much fun. It really is. And I seeing so many more girls on the track as well, which is just brilliant because it was so male dominated, you know, 15 years ago that it's great to see some other girls out there and, and putting in some fast fast laps. Yeah, it, it's great, isn't it? Because uh, they, I, they also dug up some bones recently. I saw in the papers about this, uh, and from the Andes of this female. She must have been in her late teens, and she was a hunter because she had all the swords. And and they're really thinking that maybe it, they weren't just the hunt males that were hunter gatherers, and the women tending yeah. the women were out hunting. And because actually, in your program, like it's you girls on on don't I, I, it, it's extraordinary. You know, from from the young kind of you know, super strong, super fit guys that, that, and I think, you know, it was a lot of, it was the mums. So it was, you know, Kimberly, Denise and myself and Vix, but Vix is just a superhuman anyway, that 
I think, you know, the sleep deprivation and all of the things like that. I think once you've had a kid you, you and, and you go 20 hours, you know, with two 20 minutes sleep, yeah. we've, we've yeah. been there, we've done that, we can get on with it. And I, I think it was definitely that because it seemed to be all the mums that could deal with it. And, and all of the super young, fit, healthy ones were the ones collapsing. So, yeah, it was really interesting that actually, yeah. but super, super powerhouse women there and all kind of like in their 40s I was like yes yeah. as well I know that's great isn't it and that you can keep that fitness up and keep it going like you did there's all those old myths of like oh well you know it's harder to get fit when you're older I mean it's harder because getting fit is hard at any age I think but it's oh, yeah. yeah 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 and you just your body becomes different so it's you don't have the sprint muscles anymore but you get the you get the endurance so you your body can really deal with with doing monotonous lot. I mean, so I know most most of the people that I know that do like Iron Men are all older. There's quite a few older women. Yeah. And they're all a bit older, which is incredible. You know, of yeah. course you do have your your younger, amazing athletes, yeah. but but it's incredible that how you become much more yeah. endurancey. I mean, I, yeah, if you've survived childbirth, though, you can pretty much get through anything, can't you? Oh, yes. I mean, honestly, it's so true. And we were like, yeah, this is painful. This is really painful. Where the boys were like literally crying. We were going, we could just give, give, us, give us some pills. We'll be fine. We'll just keep going. So, yeah, it's, it's really true. Childbirth. Yeah. Not, a, <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> Childbirth and some in some good competitive spirit. That's what we, that's all you need. Exactly. Hey? Then we can conquer conquer the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, listen. Thank you so much, Jody. You're so fucking beautiful and gorgeous oh, and lovely. Love so you. nice to talk to you. Oh, so, I love yeah. you. Thank you for having me. Yes. And, um, and when we're out, please come down and visit the pub. And we do the best Sunday lunches ever. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Please take a moment to rate or review the show and also share it with anyone that you think might enjoy it. You can follow me on Instagram at Tilly at Home With or email me tillyathomewith at gmail.com.